Hey there, saints. This is Steve, and welcome to these last days. It's fitting that these stories in the first six chapters end in the lion's den, because that is who we are dealing with. We're dealing with the enemy, Satan, who walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. You backtrack and see in all these chapters, one builds upon the other, leading to this revelation that Satan is out to destroy and devour God's purpose on the earth. He will devour everything in his path. It is subtle. It may be behind the scenes, but in these last days, it is more apparent that Satan is seeking to devour those on the earth that are standing for God's purpose. He thinks he's destroyed God's people. He brings them into captivity, into Babylon, but this is all under the mighty hand of God. And these four young men stand against the king's meat, the king's drink. They are proved to be 10 times wiser and more excellent than the other advisors. And then in chapter two, the advisors are asked to interpret a dream that Nebuchadnezzar has and to tell him what it was. He can't remember. And God raises up, guess who? Daniel and his three brothers pray. And God enables them with wisdom to see this dream. And Daniel recounts it to Nebuchadnezzar. He says, this is all a picture of all the kingdoms that are going to fall under God's hand. That's the revelation of that dream. But all Nebuchadnezzar can see is that he is the first kingdom, which is the golden head of that image. And in chapter three, he builds an image of himself made out of gold, and he puts it up there for everybody to bow down to when the music is played. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego They will not bow down. They won't lead the people in that direction. And Nebuchadnezzar is angry. He takes them and casts them into the fiery furnace. And guess what he sees? He sees the Son of God there with them. He takes them out. And outwardly, he recognizes that their God is mighty. But in chapter 4, we realize inwardly that Nebuchadnezzar was his own God. He was very prideful. And he has another dream. And he doesn't understand it, but Daniel gives him understanding. Sadly, your kingdom is going to fall because of your pride if you don't change. Nebuchadnezzar does fall, and for a period of time, he is demented and deranged. But one day he wakes up and he realizes where he left off, and he says, I now realize that the mighty hand of God is over everything. Who can resist him? He recognized who the God of Israel is. And then we see that he dies and his grandson takes over in chapter five. His grandson is Belshazzar. Belshazzar has a mighty feast. Belshazzar is so prideful, worse than Nebuchadnezzar, and he even mocks the God of Israel. And he has a revelation from God. God's hand writes on the wall, visible to all the party attenders. And the writing was a judgment of Belshazzar. Daniel is called to interpret those words. And they come to pass. And the kingdom falls and the Medo-Persian Empire comes in under King Darius in chapter 6. Daniel is older. He is still standing and overcoming for God's purpose to take place on the earth in Jerusalem. And he still prays every day. But Darius recognized through the 
the, the stories that were written about Daniel, about Nebuchadnezzar, about Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, I believe he saw these things. I believe he'd heard of what happened to Nebuchadnezzar, how Ben had been brought back, and how Daniel's God was responsible for glorifying Nebuchadnezzar and his kingdom, and how it had fallen under Belshazzar. Matter of fact, Darius, Darius probably looked over on the wall and saw the word of God written towards Belshazzar, and how Belshazzar fell and how he was enabled to take over. And when Darius took over, he, he, he admired Daniel. I think he loved him, but he had a prideful heart like all these kings. And he made a law with the advice of the other advisors who hated Daniel, that no one should pray to any God or anything else except the king for 30 days. Well, Daniel couldn't stop doing that. He prayed every day, and as a result of this, Darius had to follow that law and cast him into the lion's den. But Darius had such revelation from this old overcomer that he realized it is possible that Daniel's God can shut the lion's mouth. I don't think he slept much that night. Early that next morning, he went to the lion's den and he realized that Daniel was alive. He took him out and recognized that his God had shut the lion's mouths. What a fitting ending to these stories. Seeing how that those who stand with him, with God, those who overcome whatever age you live in and desire what God desires in all your living, God will shut the lion's mouth. We know Satan is roaring in these last days. He is visible and he is evil and he is seeking and thinking he's going to devour God's purpose. But we know if we stand and overcome in these last days, Satan will not prevail. Amen.